pray. Lord, may you be the nurturer of our souls. May you be the rain and sun that grows the seeds that you have planted in our heart. In your name we pray. Amen. So what are some of your favorite childhood stories? Those stories that as a kid, one of your parents would sit and read to you. Any thoughts? In the night kitchen. I don't know that. Other thoughts? Go ahead. Uh, live stream. You can post them if you want. And those here, if with your mask on, you can speak one of them. Cinderella. Have you ever heard of Alexander's terrible, horrible, no good, very bad day? It's one of my favorites. I like that one. And do you know Little Nut Brown Hair? Remember, guess how much I love you with Little Nut Brown. There's so many other stories. Alden and I, this week, we're talking about The Giving Tree. The Giving Tree by Shel Silverstein and a wonderful story that it provides for us. What is it about stories that speak to us? What is it about stories that grab us, that have this ability to reveal something to us we don't know, to put words into feelings we have had a hard time expressing as we continue to worship live stream together and as we gather in person worship as some of you are here today our hope is that we can be connected as a family we can be connected with the spirit of god that connects us together to listen and to hear god talk to us Specifically, I hope we can spend the next few weeks telling you the stories of Jesus. So what do we call these stories? Parables. Parables. Parables Jesus taught were extemporaneous, not prepared, meant to be heard, not read, not meant to be analyzed to death. They were for impression and reaction and meant to strike one idea, one revelation, and meant, to be be, and meant to be brief. And I'll try to be brief today if I can. So why did Jesus speak in parables? Jesus answers his own question. And I'm going to begin today's scripture lesson in the middle that Jesus asks and answers that question. So let us begin our gospel lesson in Matthew chapter 13, verses 10 through 17. Again, if you're live stream, I hope your Bibles are next to you. And if you're here present, I hope you have brought your Bible and will turn to it. Or take your phone for the Bible app only and turn to Matthew chapter 13. Let's begin at verse 10. Then the disciples came and asked him, why do you speak to them in parables? He answered, to you it has been given to know the secrets of the kingdom of heaven but to them it has not been given. For to those who have, more will be given, and they will have an abundance. But for those who have nothing, even what they have will be taken away. The reason I speak to them in parables is that seeing they do not perceive, and hearing they do not listen, nor do they understand. With them indeed is fulfilled the prophecy of Isaiah that says, you will indeed listen, but never understand. And you will indeed look, but never perceive. For this people's hearts has grown dull, and their ears are hard of hearing. 
and they have shut their eyes so that they might not look with their eyes and listen with their ears and understand with their heart and turn, and I would heal them. But blessed are your eyes, for they see, and your ears, for they hear. Truly I tell you, many prophets and righteous people long to see what you see, but did not see it, and to hear what you hear, but did not hear it. One of my favorite parables is the sower of the seeds. It's easy to follow. And for this parable, Jesus even explains it. It seems Jesus has been run out of the synagogue. He had to find a new place to teach and a new way to do it. It was unusual and an unusual method, but it was effective. So I thought on this first Sunday of this new series, we would begin with what some people believe to be Jesus' first parable. So let us turn back to the Gospel of Matthew, chapter 13, verse 1. That same day, Jesus went out of the house and sat beside the sea. Such great crowds gathered around him that he got into a boat and sat there, while the whole crowd stood on the beach, and he told them that many things in the parable, saying, Listen, a sower went out to sow, and as he sowed, some seeds fell on the path, and the birds came and ate them up. Other seeds fell on rocky ground where they did not have much soil. And they sprang up quickly since they had no depth of soil. But when the sun rose, they were scorched. And since they had no root, they withered away. Other seeds fell among the thorns. And the thorns grew up and choked them. Other seeds fell on good soil and brought forth grain. Some a hundredfold, some sixty, some thirty. Let anyone who have ears listen. And continuing now at verse 18. Hear then the parable of the sower. When anyone hears the word of the kingdom and does not understand it, the evil one comes and snatches away what is sown in the heart. This is what was sown on the path. As for what was sown on rocky ground, this is the one who hears the word and immediately receives it with joy. Yet such a person has no root, but endures only for a while when trouble or persecution arises on account of the word that person immediately falls away. As for what was sown among the thorns, this is the one who hears the word. But the cares of this world and the lure of wealth choke the word, and it yields nothing. But as far as what was sown on good soil, this is the one who hears the word and understands it, who indeed bears fruit and yields, in one case a hundredfold, in another case sixty, and in another case thirty. This is the word of God for us, the people of God. Thanks Thanks be be to God. God. So what is your story? What is your story from the past several months we have been apart? If you were asked to write a story describing what those months have been like for you, how would you describe it? What would be told, what would we hear? What has been your hardest struggle or struggles? What unexpected seeds of hope and growth for the future have you received? 
Have any of you watched the YouTube video called The Great Realization by Time Foolery? Have you seen that? And if you haven't, I encourage you to, to look it up. It's a four-minute bedtime story that takes place in the future where a dad reads to his children about the world before the coronavirus and what we have learned from it. Toward the end of that story, he reads to his children that we like the world we have found more than the one we have left behind. That we have come to like the world we have found more than the one we have left behind. Is that true for you? Honestly, if you think about what these past couple of months have been like, is there any truth in that for you? In some ways, I think we have. Life has been simpler. For many, much more time has been spent at home with family and less time at work or activities. We have connected or maybe even been forced to connect or reconnect with those that we have known and gotten to know better. We've learned. We've reflected. We've grown though it has been uncomfortable and sometimes painful. I'm sorry that it has taken something like this virus being contagious and people getting sick to make that happen. But as the father told his children in this story, sometimes, sometimes people have to get sick before they get better. The dad then concludes the bedtime story with dream. Dream tomorrow of all the things we can do, and some of them may come true. So how might our life be better? How might our community be in a better place today with that which we've experienced over the last three months? What seeds have been planted in our heart, and how will they grow? Today's parable challenges us. It challenges us to be sure that the seeds grow in good soil. So there's four types of soil that today's parable begins to tell us. What were those four types of soil? Go ahead and speak them out if you can. The rocky soil, sandy or thorn and weeds soil. What other? The hard path and the good soil. So let's look briefly at each of those this morning. The seed that had fallen on the path never had a chance to sprout. Birds ate the seed up. It's helpful in understanding what's taking place and how fields were laid out. Most of the fields, or many of the fields, I should say, were long and narrow, and they were separated by hard paths. It was on these paths that the donkeys would ride and the seed was placed on the back of the donkey and a hole was cut in the corner of the, seed, of the seed bag. As the bag is on the donkey and the people lead it around and go down the field, they would again cross the path and seeds would fall onto the path. The seed is the word of God. The bird some refer to as Satan. The soil is compared to people who are not interested. The word is presented to them. And it's rejected, or people are indifferent towards it. They really don't need it, they say. What have you done? 
What have you done with your seeds over the past three months? Or have you even taken time to identify what those seeds were? The next seeds fall on rocky soil. It's interesting, when I think of rocky soil, I kind of think of gravel intermixed with the soil, but this is soil that has rock below it, limestone rock, and on top is just a very thin layer of dirt that looks good, but because it's so thin, we know much cannot grow for long. It lasts a short while, the sun begins to choke it out. It has no root system. Nothing is there to hold it into place. We learn from this parable that many people receive the Word of God with joy. Get excited about it. They get pumped up, but it's short-lived. Once they return from camp or Bible study or the concert or worship on the mountaintop, they go right back to old ways, especially when trouble hits, when persecution comes or temptation is evident. They begin to fall away. What has this past time been for you? Have you fallen away from God or have you actually grown closer to Him? Will these treasured moments, even amidst their pain that we have gained over the last few months, be quickly lost now that we are beginning to leave our homes? Or will we incorporate what we have learned and loved into our daily lives. The next soil we learn about is the soil of thorns. Some of these seeds fell in the soil with many thorns. The soil looks good on the surface, looks rich, it looks deep, it looks like it will grow a bountiful crop, but only until the seeds are planted and the growth begins to happen from the seeds that we planted do also we recognize the seeds of the weeds begin to choke out the soil. For the weeds often were burned off the top, but the roots stayed in the ground. And it's these roots that grow once again, just like the seeds, and begin to overburden them. How often? How often do we hear the Word of God, but the cares of the world lure us away? How often does something steal our nurturing ingredients that we can no longer grow in the way we have been taught? Or learn. What dominates your thoughts? What begins to c- control you or knock out that which is better for us where there's no time, no room left for the Word of God? Will we once again become overwhelmed with responsibilities and meetings or stressed with so many events and activities? that we forget the relationships with each other that have been receiving a little extra nurture lately? What do we need to reprioritize? What do we need to simplify and do to keep focused on the more important things? And finally, the good soil. Not only is the good soil... Uh, Not only is the soil good on the surface, but the soil's been rich and rid of weeds and thorns. It's deep, it's fertile, it's proven ground, it's ripe, it's ready, it produces 
lots of grain. People will hear the word accepted and bear, bear, bear much fruit from it. There's much we can learn, but just very briefly, very, uh, three quick lessons we can learn about God's word from it. First, we must hear it. We must hear the word. We must spend time in meditating. We must put our place in a position to listen to it, to not do all the asking or talking. Next, we must receive that which we hear from God's Word. I heard an illustration that I think helps uh, uh, illustrate this in perhaps a different way. If somebody was to throw something near your face, what do you do? We, we try to dodge it, our eyes closed. We hope it doesn't hit us. Sometimes when we hear words, and even the Word of God, our mind is not open to understand what is being told. We dodge it, we resist it. But when we open our minds to hear it, God's Word begins to under, we begin to understand it. And we are challenged to do the third thing, to put it into action. Seeds that are planted but never grow produce no grain and become useless. So here becomes the question for us once again. How do we put into action the seeds of faith which we have been given over the past several months. Do any of these seeds have anything to do with God? This parable is also about personal responsibility. Someone can tell us where to plant the seeds. Someone can show us where they need to go and how deep they need to be. But ultimately, the responsibility becomes ours. Jesus frames this parable beginning with the word listen and concluding with the words let him or her who has ears hear. Sowing seeds is not a quick process. It's not all up to us either. In culture we seem to, to be given this guaranteed fixes or even this instant gratification. It's taken a virus. It's taken a pandemic and months of social isolation for us to recognize or really re-recognize the seeds that I believe we already have. Sowing seeds takes time. Not all of them will fall upon good soil. So we have to have hope and we have to have patience. I believe this is part of the message that Jesus was offering the disciples and that we are offered today too. Think about it. The disciples are no longer in the synagogues. They're out in the fields. It's tough. It's hot. It's long. It's laborious. I'm sure there's frustration. I'm sure there's discouragement. And Jesus is offering them hope. I'm sure we've experienced that over the past three months. And once again, Jesus is offering us hope and patience. It's also a parable about patience. When we sow the seed, the Word of God, some will fall along the paths. These people will reject it. Some will fall upon rocky soil. These people will get excited but walk away unchanged. Some will fall upon the thorns and be choked out. But others will fall upon good soil. Thirty, sixty, a hundredfold it will grow. The growth is left up to God. And God says that the harvest is sure. So let us, let us find this same 
hope as we seek to plant the seeds of faith that God has given us. And as we seek to spread His Word with the seeds of faith, that His kingdom might be more of a reality today than it was the last time we gathered in person or the last time you were here with us. So let us take these seeds we've been given over the past three months and let's grow them into stories. Let us share these stories and maybe they'll even become parables that all the things we dream we can do in the kingdom of God, that someday, one day, they will become true. And we will be told, and they will be told to our children and to those who come after us. May it be these truths that we remember and that we share. And may it be the seeds that God has given us that come to fruition, that all may enjoy the bounty experienced in the kingdom of God. In the name of God the Father. God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit. Amen.